welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. For those of you that don't know, if you are new, if you have just started here, if a friend told you about this, if you somehow magically happened upon this effort that we are doing here, this is called Real Rap with Reynolds. My name is CJ Reynolds. Um, real Rap means that it's real talk. And every Sunday night, me and my friends get together and we talk about education. Um, me, me and some of my not friends get together too because somebody's going to put a thumbs down on this. We get two thumbs down every week and I don't know who they are. Although I think I know who they are, but <laughs> we'll never just tell. know. I'll never tell, but I know who you are, gang. Um, the idea behind this is Sunday night can be, the or Sunday, can be like the most terrifying day of the week because school's tomorrow. And I actually have my first day of school tomorrow. We are starting later than we ever have, um, which I think is largely because of technology issues to make sure that all students like had what they needed and stuff like that. But um, so the, the idea is, when you're afraid, when you don't know what to do, we all come together. And it's like, I don't know, it's like some weird version of the Avengers. And it's me and everyone else get together here on Sundays and this is what we do. So a couple things before we get started. If you have a question, put it in the question section. If you put a Q or the word question next to it, that really helps. Uh, what's gonna happen is my helper Edie in Texas is going to help my helper White for Life here in New Jersey put these into a Google Doc so I can read them and then I will answer your questions. Please know this, nothing's off the table. I think life and teaching intermix all the time. And so we should be talking about all this stuff. There's nothing in education, there's nothing about special education or uh, teaching like through the, like while we're living through um, this really kind of wonderful thing called Black Lives Matter that we're, we're going through. Like, like nothing's off the table for me. So I'm willing to talk about anything. You can put a question there, but know this. I am not the only one that's going to answer your question. All these people on the side are going to answer your questions as well. Um, or they might. I mean, it, it depends. Sometimes chat's moving pretty fast. But uh, there's all these folks that are, that are kind of doing this also. Um, and then that's that. If this is not enough for you, right? This, sometimes the world of teaching is harder than, than a one you know, one hour show on Sundays. Um, I have a book, it's called Teacher Class Off. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Thank you to the five people that bought it on Barnes and Noble. Um, James, I, I appreciate that James Pete went over there with a couple other dudes and left some, uh, left some reviews because um, it was looking <laughs> lonely over there. But uh, you can go on and if you are skeptical, right, as to whether or not you want to buy it, I dare you to go read the comments because damn, I mean, they you are, see me? the reviews are some of the nicest things like I've ever read about myself and it is, yeah, it's something magical. Um, I also offer mentoring services. So if you want, I'll get on the phone with you for an hour. Uh, it could be a one-off thing, could be multiple times. All you have to do is go to realrapwithreynolds.com and you can get the mentoring service. Just go to teacherclassoff.com and you can get links to the book. Um, and then there's our Facebook group, Sunday night, or uh, Real Rap with Arnold's Teacher Talk. Look, here's the, here's the idea, people. Even if you've been listening to me talk about this for a long time. The idea is to create, and in my dreams, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I have more time in my life, the idea is to create so much stuff that no matter how you're feeling, where you're feeling, how you want to get involved, it all exists right there. So just know that, that like I'm trying to make this um, this worldwide thing of like, there's so much content out there that like you, you have to be able to find help somewhere. Um, 
Real quick, uh, I was talking about this earlier. My face is all puffy on this side. I had to have uh, dental surgery the other day on Friday, and man, it like kicked my butt. Like I hate going to the dentist, but it is part of my idea of like really trying to get things. Like I want to be at peak optimal health this year before going into school and COVID and all this stuff. Like with all this going on, I want to be at the best that I can possibly be at. Um. Brody is signaling the wife to go in the other the room. Eagle being started. The Eagles are on today? Yes. Oh, damage. We're so behind. But oh. it's only the pregame. Okay. I want You're going to go to Grayson's house and watch it with him? With your dad? No, that's cool. It's cool. Go ahead. Can they, can they, can do you, it. Can, will you watch it still? I'll watch it when I'm done. Okay. You, you can go over Grayson's, though. Okay. All right. So, anyway, sorry about that. Eagles are important in our house. Um. So, the. Uh, so, yeah, I had to have, like, a tooth extracted and all this stuff done. I have stitches in my mouth. It sucks, man. So, like, I can't talk right. It feels like I'm talking all weird and stuff, even though I'm probably, it doesn't sound any different. Um, I think it sounds like you have, like, cotton balls stuck in your mouth. Like, I can tell a difference. But that's well, my sinus right. line was right there, too, like, where they did it. And so, I don't know if that's messing with it also. Plus, I had an infection. It was a whole mess people it's, this is just the beginning cj has like three more the end Major of this month he has like three more dental appointments he's got all kinds of stuff. but let me at least we're getting it done quick quick note on that right <laughs> has nothing to do with teaching but i'm going to talk about this anyway oh, i think it's fascinating that like the dentist told me or the endodontist or whatever the hell he was told me that i had like on both sides i have like severe infections in my gums um and so that is has a bearing on my energy level, which look, I mean, I guess that makes sense which to makes me, right? Me nervous. Like, what the hell are you gonna do? Like, when all that gets healed, and now you have better energy, gonna you're gonna be make us do more stuff. Fire, oh my goodness. fire. <laughs> so he goes, oh, your energy is gonna go through the roof. Like, once these two teeth get taken care of, especially on the side, um, your energy is gonna go through the roof. And I'm like, bro, what are you even talking? Like, I might. When, when I had that video, why not become fire? I might actually <laughs> become, become fire. fire. Like, like, I don't know that there's like a filter that makes me look like I'm on fire in here, but then it might actually happen. I like us on uh, black and white. Yeah. We love black and white, though. Um, cool. Do you have any questions for me while you're eating your, uh, mm -hmm. what are you eating over there? Peppers and onions and beans and eggs? Yep. We're doing the slow carb slow diet <laughs> experiment, and it is, it's less than fun. Um, Actually, that jam, that thing today. I'm getting used to the kimchi. Kimchi is pretty jamming. It's good. I can't eat it every day. No, mm. but you know, it's it smells awful. All right. Uh, my buddy Rebecca Wood. Here we go. So if my energy level's a little bit lower today, I'm bringing the people. I'm trying. I'm trying here. Um, <laughs> how do you keep things calm when life is chaotic? Teaching uh, face to face, but spent this weekend evaluated or evacuated because of a fire on the mountain near our house in Utah. Um, first of all, can I just note that and say that I'm really sorry that that's happening. I have a lot of friends in California that are like, can't even go outside. The smoke is so bad. I saw a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge the other day and it was gnarly. So um, I just, I hope and pray that, that you're okay. Um, and tomorrow I'm teaching, wait, tomorrow I'm teaching, the, I think it says in the library because they are painting my classroom. <laughs> 
Can we just note the fact that they're painting her classroom and like no. after the beginning of the, yeah, it's like 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 bro, do it on a weekend. Um, I fell all out of sorts and don't want to affect my students. I would say this. Look, sometimes when stuff happens, um, it's like it's like you can't get around it. You can't just have the perfect experience because things are happening, right? And I think that's okay, Rebecca. Like it, it's all right if things go. A little bit aside maybe you do something that's not the normal maybe you do a lot of breaks or you have some kind of like like there's a game that you play or you go outside for a bit or you take a walk and the, like i don't know what the what the restrictions are in your, in your particular state in your particular school with regards to like COVID and that sort of thing but um there have been a handful of times that like like for whatever reason they wanted to like have um we have people come to our school to visit they'll have them like do snacks and stuff a lot of times in my room because they like the way that my room looks, uh, which is just ironic because I wasn't allowed to do all the stuff that I did, but then I did it and now they're like, oh, let's have all the visitors in here. Um, so I'll get booted from my room sometimes and I just like think, well, let's just do something different. Like, it's just like, um, you know, uh, there, there have been times, I'll, I'll say this, there, there have been any number of times when I couldn't come home. And maybe that was because we were having an intervention with a friend. Maybe it was because a friend came over and was having a really difficult time in their life and my wife was speaking with them or like our house just became that place. And so I just made fun with it. I didn't try and do dinner the regular way. It was like me and the kids would go to uh, like a local deli or something like that, get some sandwiches and have like um, a go have a picnic. Or sometimes we have picnic in the car, right? We would go to Taco Bell uh, and like his, you know, as a not so single dad, um, which is what I call myself when my wife's not around to help me. Um, as a not so single dad, I just uh, would like, we would go and then we'd all sit and like put all the seats back. That, like, so we have a, a RAV4, so which is like a small SUV, put the seats down in the back and just like all sit in a circle and we would eat dinner together. And it's just kind of hilarious and weird and fun. So I'm thinking, how can you do something that's completely different or slightly different or just own the difference? When you're, when you're in that, when you're stuck in the library, because you're not in your classroom. And then, you know, it's like a, it's like a special, right? It's like a special episode of your favorite show, right? Next week, tomorrow, whenever it is, we will be back to our regularly scheduled program. But for tonight, there's something special going on. And I think that that's okay. Um, I wouldn't worry about what anyone else thinks or says or whatever, but think about it in regards to that. Like, how could you make this a little bit special like oh we're learning in the library let's do a scavenger hunt right Let, let's like go find a book that starts with this find a book that has this picture in it find a book that is by this publisher find a book that's about this topic um any kind of thing like that could just be kind of fun and then you're um you're owning it you're going on offense instead of defense and that could really help uh deanna owens is asking my district has announced that they do not have enough money to make payroll come December. Oh, oh no. Um, first, like, like sometimes the questions are, I just want to, I'm going to answer Dana's question in just a second, but like, what? Like, bro, someone's whole job is to note finances and have that stuff ready for the year. It's just crazy to me that someone would have to deal with that. Like, it's not like teachers already make enough money or like <laughs> their job is to teach, not to figure out their uh, yeah their schools, all the other stuff. So finances. anyway, um, December uh, and we so the district has announced that there might not be enough money 
to that they don't have enough money to, for payroll come December, and it will have to take out a loan to cover it. This has been an issue for the last three years. Thinking of leaving mid-year, any advice? Concerned that the state will take over and worried that I won't be able to find a job elsewhere. So I would say this, Deanna. Um, I think I would never stay at a school that I couldn't be sure that I was getting paid. I love my school. I love the students. I love the job. It is 100% missional to me. But I just had a conversation with someone about this the other day. You know what I love more? My family. I have to make sure that my kids can eat, that I have can pay my mortgage, that I can pay for the cars that I owe money on, that I can do things with my kids that like, and I'm not even talking about extravagant stuff. Like, you know, we're not living with gorillas in freaking Congo. We're like, uh, you know, but like, if I want to like go out for dinner or if I want to like go down the shore and someone's like, can we get pizza? It's like, yeah, I can spring, you know, whatever asinine amount of money they charge me for pizza, like $25 for a pie down the shore. Like, but I want to make sure that I can meet those needs and be the dad that I want to be. So if I can't do that at my job because it's not paying enough, I did that before. I did that, and I'll, I'll even throw. I'm going to throw money out there for a second. You did that for a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna, and I'm going to talk about that. The, the, it was hard. The amount of money that I'm about to say might be astronomical for you because of because of where you live. But when it's I not started, from where we live. Yes, when I started teaching in Camden, New Jersey, which is often it fluctuates, but it's like often the most uh, dangerous and the most poor city in the country of in the United States. Um, I started with $31,000 a year, right? So I know like maybe if you live in Oklahoma or some of these other states that like, you know, the income is much lower for teachers, like, like that sounds like a lot, but it is not here because even back then, what would you say our mortgage was a month? Oh, it was 15. $1,500 a month and I'm making $31,000 a year. And then I did not get paid from June 15th to September 15th. I had to go work four jobs in the summer to just make up the difference. So it was this crazy mess of a situation. And there were times mm -hmm. when like, we live across the street from a Chinese food place. I would go over there because we didn't have enough money for groceries, but we had enough money for Chinese food. Um, and then I would just get extra napkins because we ran out of toilet paper. Like that, that was the life we were really living. Then we had a kid, then our kid had special needs. Then we had another kid. It was just like, it was it. too much. And and to ask someone to do that, I think is just too much. So my, my point being is, if you can find another job, find another job. Here's what you do. You look for a job while you have a job. That's, that's what I would do. Uh, alternatives could be something like, um, and I've said this before, but you know, it bears repeating, Dada ABC pays about $30 an hour and you teach kids in China how to speak English. And it's, it's um, people that sign their kids up uh, and it's completely scripted. You don't have to plan it or anything like that. My new kind of favorite thing right now is something called OutSchool. I am not affiliated with them at all, but um, not yet. OutSchool, shout your boy out. But uh, <laughs> OutSchool is teachers that teach live virtually to students that sign up. So like, so my children are homeschooled. We're talking about using this platform this year because we have friends that really like it. Um, my friend Alex Kajitani, who you can find all over the internet, he's fantastic human being to follow on, on the internet. Um, Alex's kids do science. So he does math and English at home with them. They're homeschooled. And then science, they use out school. There's a guy on there that they absolutely love. They said he is bonkers, crazy, awesome on there. You pay money to go on, but I think they pay like $40 an hour to teachers. So it's like if the you... The courses look amazing because teachers can use... they. I've been uh, browsing them for yeah. our kids. Anything from like 
Minecraft, like just the, your really super creative lessons that you would do. You're getting paid to put them out on out school. Um, yeah. And, and you said the kids amazing. like love it. Like they go I can't wait bonkers. To use it this year for our kids. It's going to be dope. So I think there's other options out there. What I would do also real quick, um, cause I want to move on to the next question. Go into our Facebook group, uh, real rap with Reynolds teacher talk and on Facebook and just ask if anyone else knows other ways teachers can make money. I know there's like VIP kids, but there might be other stuff out there that I am not privy to. Um, cause they feel like if you don't need it, you're not looking for it. Right. So like right now, like I'm going to ride my job out, but like, um, but you know, there might be people in there that, that have a better answer for that. What was his, um, Alex Kajitani, the, the rapping mathematician? Yeah, Alex Kajitani, the rapping mathematician. I don't know how much stuff he has on YouTube, but, like, um, he's just such a, he is, like, the one of the most legit human beings ever. He was teacher of the year in California. Um, he has a really great Obama story. He met, he met uh, Barack and Michelle mm -hmm. Obama one time. Um, uh, okay, next. Jada is asking, I just started as a preschool teacher. Do you know any good resources? Resources for behavioral management. My students don't listen and constantly run around and I'm anxious to get back to school tomorrow. So Jada, um, not teaching preschool. So look, real quick, anyone, if you're not paying attention, um, it's like school. Hey, if you're not paying attention, listen real quick. If you teach preschool, what are some of the um, best practices you have to help your students stay focused on something? My guess would be or, or something that I think is probably a common theme without throughout teaching is two things or three things rather making sure that you're switching activities uh, often. And so like, you're not spending too much time on one thing Two, you are, are we good? Yeah. It's good. Cool. Um, two, you are uh, creating engaging stuff for them to do, which I'm sure you are um, especially in preschool. And three, it's, I think there's a real level of confidence that is needed that like, if you ask everyone to be quiet, um, you're really like honing in on kids that are not being quiet. If you ask everyone to like keep their hands to themselves or to get in line or whatever you're doing, um, it's what you're not looking for is, is, is compliance. You're looking for influence. So how are you influencing young people to help them see the value in what you're doing? Um, and then to actually do it. For, for the betterment of the group, right? So that, I think that that's really important too. I think the fourth thing is, look, I think there there is not enough times that we actually talk about the fact that like kids are kids. So like kid, look, and, and that's because, and I think the reason for that is because sometimes we just say like, ah, they're kids. And then like, no, it's like, no, they're that's like some evil stuff that they're up to over there. Or like, that's like not good behavior or it's rude or it's whatever. And we just sort of brush it away. It's like, ah, they're kids. Kids will be kids. It's like, they're just drinking in the woods and huffing. It's like, no, I don't no, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, so, but th there is a level of, of which like, you know, kids' brains are not done developing yet. And so they make like rash decisions and they just do crazy stuff sometimes. So I think that some of that is there too. Uh, Chris Carson said behavior-wise, his, his daughter teaches preschool and the best thing is conscious discipline. They have free resources on their website and um jada if you need anything you can touch uh reach out with chris carson he said his daughter would love to help you yeah chris carson is an excellent human being ever so anyway. if you're in the facebook group you could connect because yeah. i know he's in there yeah um what do you got darren me uh darren me that's a great name i like it is that two darren's oh no, it's deanna deanna and darren I'm going with all the d's today um, I'm a trainee teacher 
and I'm nervous about lesson planning. Are there any tips for not over preparing and keeping it simple? So I think, I, Darren, I think that's that's the game plan anyway. I think focusing on doing doing things simply is is always the plan. Um, I know that. As I'll say teachers overcomplicate things a lot, but I think as human beings, we overcomplicate things a lot too, right? Want to get muscles? Do pull-ups and push-ups. Um, want to get, want to lose weight? Stop eating shitty food and, and eat more greens and drink more water. Um, want to have a better relationship with your children? Ask them about what they're interested in and sit down with them and actually like pay attention and care for them and love them. Um, like, I think it is things that we're focusing on and not making it, like we think that if, I think teachers think that if they just work themselves to death, then they will do like a better job or something like that. And it's not true. It, it, it's, it is like, it, it's sometimes that minimal effective dose that I've been talking about these last few weeks where like, it is finding a pattern of things that work throughout the day. And then you're changing up the pattern, right? So you're not changing up the lesson, but you're, you're finding what works for your students. Here's, the number one thing I would tell you to do is, is two, two things, actually. When you're trying stuff, do not be afraid to fail, but try and fail as quickly as possible. And the reason I say that is because when you, when you wait to fail, when you draw it out, when you hold on to hope, oh, please, 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 I hope this is going to work, I hope this is going to work. It's like being in a bad relationship, right? Um, like if my wife beat me, uh, that's, that's actually really insensitive. Um, I'm, if... What's another example? Never mind. Because um, I feel like you're going to be like, I don't know why you asked me. because I, uh, I wasn't listening. I'm thinking of it's something else. When you sometimes, it's like if you're on a branch that looks like it's going to break and you're just hoping while you're hanging from this branch that please, 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 I hope like, you know, th th this branch stays together and I don't fall to my death. Dude, switch branches. Like it's, there's no use to, to staying on there. If you are a DJ at a party and you play a song and it clears the floor. Don't sit there and hope that other people are gonna show back up on the floor, right? And start dancing to it eventually. Maybe they didn't like White Snake. Maybe Journey was a poor decision, right? Um, so change the track. So fail quickly, don't be afraid of it. It's not a reflection on you. It's trying to figure out who your students are because even what you did last year might not be a sure shot this year. Something you do this year that is a home run and the kids love it and they're going to remember it forever. You might do it next year and they're like, nah, I don't really like this. Um, so in doing that, that's that's just what I, I feel like I would try out. Um, the other thing is pivot. Try to shift things a little bit as you go. And I think pivoting is is like not giving up on the whole plan. You try a couple different versions of it. If it doesn't work, just switch it and tell the kids, hey, look, I tried that. I thought this was going to be awesome. It didn't work. Let's switch it up. And that, I think that's fine. Um, what it, I think that communicates to our students is that we're not afraid to fail, that we're not afraid to uh, try new stuff, that we're not afraid to call it a day when it's not really working. Man, this, I am on a text chain with my school and they are texting like crazy, which you know what shows me? Guys, you don't watch my live feed? What you doing? What you doing? Um, oh, could you please take the gray off? You're yeah, really just, driving people nuts in our yeah. comments. Like, Why is it gray? What's wrong with my TV? There we go. We'll do bubbles for a second. Um, oh my goodness. Come on, we can't do bubbles. You can do bubbles. Okay. I mean, I got bubble ones. If you want one, you can go on the Facebook group and buy one. Because um, they're not available on, on the website yet. I don't know why. I think somebody. Shush. All right. Uh, what do you got? 
Laura Green. It, Laura Green. Laura. My mom's maiden name was Green. And actually, Green Street in Philadelphia is named after our family. And some yeah. people think that's a lie, but I don't think it is. It's a um, last name. Is there an audio version for teacher class off? There is not an audio version yet. Um, but let me tell you, let me tell you my dream for the, uh, for no, the future. No, let's, let's give a little, like, a different direction. Y'all should just DM DBC books and say, you want an audio version of Teacher Class Off. If you're interested in, that is what you should be doing. Because that's really not our decision. Apparently, it's a money issue. Like, well, not money, it just costs a lot of money. So the book has to be popular enough, so... We need to, like, there's either two ways. Make the book more popular and they'll actually just give it to us. Or ask DBC for it. Damn it, that's a good answer. Oh, I'm brilliant. Sometimes. That's how we got the cover, right? Like, I wanted this, the guy that did my cover for my book is named uh, Alois McElwain. He goes by Cultures and Clothing on Instagram. He is a fantastic Instagram account to follow. I mean, just the greatest. And when I wanted him to do the cover for my book, I had a whole bunch of people just DM him, and he, then he hit me up. He's like, bro, I don't know who you are, but I'm getting all these crazy DMs. So, yeah, um, I don't have an audio book yet because that's because of the publisher. Um, and, and I'm not throwing shade at the publisher. I'm just no, saying, no. like, it's uh, because, like, it has to reach, like, a certain amount of money. Or there, there has to be, like, some incentive on their end, right? It's a business thing. So if you um, DM DBC on Twitter, send them a message, or on Instagram, uh, tell them that you want an audiobook made for teacher class stuff. I'm happy to do it. Like, I, I'm happy to read it and put in all the work, and apparently it's really oh, hard. Lisa but Lisa Tobin's on here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to do it. Um, Lisa Tobin, she's another person. If you want to, um, like, I don't know, just be happy about life, you should go hang with Lisa Tobin on Instagram. Did you see her uh, eating lunch with her kids the other day? I did. It was great. I'm going to use this filter now. I don't know what it is. It's called Beam. I felt, I felt like laser beams would come out or something. Okay, come on. All right, anyway, what do you got? James Pete, uh, this year, my buddy, first of all, this is uh, my buddy, Mr. James Pete. Um, this year, for guided reading instruction, we aren't allowed to use paperback books. We have to quarantine, we have to quarantine the, the books. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to laugh. Um, we have to quarantine the books. I kid you not. So my question is, how creative would you get with books uh, in the kids' hands, and by creative, I mean, hmm, like, uh, really creative, borderline, oh, I was reading on the bottom. Borderline. Borderline, get in trouble creative. I mean, kids need to have books I need them to have. So, that's a great question. I need question. my kids to have books I, I need to have. So, James, first of all, I would do, like, a, uh, I, what the hell is it called? Um... Donors choose, right? Put your books on there. See if that happens. See if somebody out there in the world like wants to do that. Um, the second thing I would do, gosh, if I need them. So we're giving our kids books. I'm not sure we want those back. I'm not really <laughs> sure how the science of all this, you know, pandemic-y no, stuff like, works. They need like three days to sit with nothing and then they're good. What if kids are extra gross though? Still three days. The germs can't, they die eventually. Um... I think also, depending on what books you're reading, there's a lot of stuff that's available for like as a PDF online. So like depending on how old the book is you're reading. But if it's like newer independent reading books, um, I would say for us, um, the Philadelphia Library is doing like free, like anyone, like 
teachers can all access books from there. So I think that... He what? said they can't give them any kind of books, just internet books. Which see, sucks so too, because what kid wants to read on a laptop? Like, reading on a Kindle is one thing. But like, what about an audio book? Like, like, so a lot of libraries, like if you're in a district, I wonder if like that would all, they would all be at the same public library. Audio books have value, but there is a different value unless you're dyslexic or something along those lines. No, like, I, I get it. But I'm asking like, because you're in, you have to have workarounds. It's pandemic teaching. Like, yeah. so it's like, maybe this is the best it can get. I have no idea. I don't know what your situation is, like where you live necessarily like what that community looks like but even in our tiny town library i like when i point at things like people know where the hell it is <laughs> like i'm pointing <laughs> the library right over there you know um they are doing like my wife got a book for our kids that she's gonna read and what'd you do call up yeah you just call like up curbside pickup and then they they curbside pick up that situation like you're at chick-fil-a they just bring it out to your car they also have audio like oh hoopla right is there thing so i'm just wondering if like other kids in his school can use something yeah. like that but so that's let's let's do this does any if even okay again if you're not paying attention ready we'll do it like we're, we're in class three two one thank you um if you know a way that mr james pete that's the name of the person that asking this question it can get the books in the hands of his students. How best could he do that? Um, I think donors choose is a good move because I think, or, or teachers help teachers because donors choose. They have to stay in your classroom. Teachers help teachers. They just go right to your, like you keep them and you can take them to any class for the rest of your life that you go to. Um, see, see about, see if you can do something like that. Like if anyone on here knows an answer, that would be a really good move to do. Um, I'm, and to your, to your question, dude, um, I'm never afraid to break rules. I, I don't mean to sound like some kind of like rebel badass, like, like I'm Sam Elliott, like, uh, I'd do anything for my kids, but really like I would like, um, I wouldn't get fired. I wouldn't take nests. I don't know that I would take school books and go hand them out because it's technically they was belong to the state or something like that or the school. But, um, yeah, like if I could get a handful of books donated or something like that and I could go drop them off at kids' houses or mail them to them or get money on Amazon to ship them to them, I'd 100% do that stuff. Someone in the comment section said, and I don't I don't want to read everyone's name in case, in case they don't yeah, go for their it. name read. She said, uh, a fellow teacher of mine took her paperbacks apart and laminated each page. Oh, that's crazy. Gosh, that's so much <laughs> work. Hashtag crazy. Hashtag save the turtles. Um, no, that's a great idea. Um, I it's kind of whatever you have to... It, that's just nuts. Some yeah, of the rules look, are nuts. I, we read certain things as a play. Like, we read certain parts of Lord of the Flies as a play, and I can't do that this year. Yeah. Because I don't have copies for everyone. And, like, what am I going to do? Get a 250 <laughs> page... all the pages. <laughs> that's a sin. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it looks like everybody's reading off a Denny's menu. <laughs> NR is asking... What are some incentives that you give your students? So have some, I, I've been thinking about the, this this year. Incentives that I could create in my classroom. Um, I, in school, I do, uh, like when we're actually in person, we do serial days, what is my favorite incentive of all time. Um, and if you've not read my book, Teacher Class Off, available now on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and Target apparently. So uh, they, I bring in cereal for classes um, and it has to be cereal with the least nutritional value. Look, let's be honest, people. All cereal's bad. I don't care if it's Kashi or not. It's all processed food and none of it's good for you. If you're eating it, you should just get rid of that crap right now. Plus dairy, unless 
you're a baby is not good for you. That's a whole nother thing. Not getting into it right now. But um, Reese Puffs are, let's be honest, they're delicious. It is a magical world where we somehow mix chocolate and peanut butter together. It's crispy. It's crunchy. Holds up against the milk for a long time. It's delicious. Um, Cocoa Pebbles, uh, Fruit Loops, right? This is a day where we don't care about red food dyes. This is a day where we don't care about any number of things, like health. It has to be cereal with the least nutritional value, and you bring that into your kids, and I'm telling you, you will form a bond with them unlike anything else. You can't bring in chips or popcorn or pizza or anything else that's going to form a bond like that will. A close second is Top Ramen Day. Because those Johns are six for a dollar. And that is just, and all you need is some hot water and, and forks. Um, so th that's another thing that we do in class. Because like we have the uh, water cooler in school that has like the blue spout and the red spout. And you just get some of that red spout in there. And it's, man, it's magic. Um, is bro really going to, to need yeah, him? He's going to watch the Eagles game without me. Um, they, so... In school, I also do like, uh, it's not even really an incentive, but I just eat lunch with my kids all the time. Um, and sometimes after school, we just like hang out. So like, I, I feel like I don't always need incentives because it's just like hanging out. So I also, last year, my wife bought me like the old school Atari 5600 gaming system that just has um like a, like a, Thing, like a HDMI cord, I plug it right into my Promethean board and we play like old school video games in my classroom and stuff. Um, or we play, we downloaded the app for Fruit Ninja, which playing Fruit Ninja on a big ass TV is fun as hell, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's bad. Um, those are some of the things that I do. This year, having done things the way that we're doing things, um, I plan on doing like incentives for some classes where like there's gonna be a private zoom and i'm thinking about doing movies on friday nights so like if your class rocks like right now um one of the movies i really want to see is bill and ted face the music which is because i grew up in bill and ted but it's like 24 dollars to rent or 30 dollars to buy so that's a pretty hefty cost but i don't want to watch a movie that anyone can watch on netflix i want to watch something that's new that came out like so if my kids were younger um, Mulan might be a really good one, which is the same thing, right? It's expensive right now, but, um, I, I, which I guess I get because they're trying to recoup their money. But if on a Friday night, it was like, yo, it's movies with Reynolds on Friday nights. If you did a really great job this week, you can opt into that. I'm going to pay for this movie. You get the zoom link. I'll share my screen. Uh, I'm not sure if that's legal actually, but I'm, you know, whatever. Um, but it's like, we'll all watch this movie together. Could just be a really fun idea to do um i've also been thinking about we get like uh i think i get like a hundred dollars or something for incentives which i don't even know why but like we got a hundred dollars in incentives to send kids books so i've been thinking about um i don't even tell you about this and you're not paying attention anyway i'll talk yeah, to you about later it's sending kids weird crap in the mail from amazon like if you did a really great job i'll be like bro you just this whoever does the best job on the vocab test this week you get a grill arm and then you can bother your brother and sister with it and like eat with it and do weird stuff. I have this whole box back here of weird stuff. Um, last year, my friend Cho used to eat with chopsticks all the time. Cause she's, well, she's Korean. And so like, it was just like traditional for her. Um, and I'm really terrible at eating with chopsticks. And so I got, I bought chopsticks that had little hands at the bottom of them and I would eat with those and it used to make her so mad and it's my buddy. So I can do it. Right. I wouldn't just do this to some random person I work with or something like that. Uh, I, so I'm thinking about 
like if someone does a great job i will ship you something um that is completely ridiculous like my little hands that, that i use or stuff like that people are also doing that with um i think you can do that sort of thing with like for cookies and cupcakes and like dude i love there's all kinds of things shivy so my one of my friends another really great person to follow on instagram someone called call me shivy my my buddy alfred and so Shivy does this thing um, where he's partnered with Papa John's and he sends kids pizzas. Like kids that need food that are like, that their families are having a really hard time financially right now. He will just like send them a dinner from Papa John's like on the house. And that's something I'd love to be able to do. Um, so Papa John's, if you're watching this, uh, you know, holler at your boy because I'd love, to, you know, what if me and my community could just give pizzas out to kids? That'd be awesome too. Uh, Regan Sharma. That I have never heard Regan as a first name. Fantastic. Love it. Um, Regan is asking, how do you handle students who cheat? I found two near identical essays yesterday and don't know how to deal with it without damaging the relationship with them. Regan, here's the thing about damaging relationships with students over anything, right? You tell that kid that I care more about you then I care about anything else. Then I care about how you feel about me, how you're going to react to this, how you're going to take this, because it is what I'm here to do. My whole goal in life is to make you get the dream, like live the life you've always wanted to live, live the dream, live the fantasy, have those things actually happen in your life. And I know that if you're cheating, it's not going to happen. So if you think of it like a coach, if you were someone's fitness coach and you found out that before they came in, to work out with you, you saw them shoving Twinkies in their face in the car. You know that it's not good. You got to call them out on it. And what you'll see is that you will become, hopefully, someone that learns how to have difficult conversations with students, that students really care, that they know you're going to be real, that they know you're going to be confident, that you know that even if it is uncomfortable and weird and you will fly in the face of danger, you will always do what's right for kids because you care so much. Now, look, there's a funny line here, right? Because you don't want to be the Chris Brown, Rihanna, um, I punched you in the eye, but girl, I love you so much kind of scenario, right? Because that's that's a whole other way where you're trying to like backpedal because you want to seem like um, show you love after you did something hurtful. Dude, let me talk to you about something real quick. This is my conversation. Let me talk to you about something real quick. I got these two essays and they look damn similar. Now look, you might be clairvoyant and maybe you were reading the minds of someone else, uh, someone else in class and you did this, but my guess is you cheated. So let's talk about cheating and why it's wrong. Cheating's wrong because I'm here to help you grow into the person that you dream of becoming. And right now, you're trying to take a shortcut and there are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts in life. It takes hard work. So one of the things that we're gonna do right now is we're gonna learn from this. Now, you can either, I might go two different ways, depends on the kid. You got a zero on that assignment and now you're gonna have to climb out of that hole. And you might be mad about that. Your mom might be mad. You might hate me. You might think that we were cooler than that. But let me tell you how cool we are. We're so cool. I'm cooler than any friend you've ever had or any one mentor that you've ever had in your life because I'm willing to call you on your stuff. You know why? Because you matter to me. Your success matters to me. And I know that if you do five sit-ups instead of 10, you're not going to get abs. And if abs are your goal, then I'm going to push you on that thing. I know that if you're cheating on your girlfriend, I'm going to call you out on it, bro. I'm going to call you out on anything because I care about you because you matter. You matter that much to me. Or I'm going to say, so now here's what you're going to do. You have three days. And in three days, I want that essay back. And it has to be 100% your work. And if I ever 
catch you doing that again. This is what you need to know because this is what my mom used to tell me. I trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. Then that trust is gone and it's a long haul back. And you don't want to lose me as someone that you care about. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I don't care about you. Like, like with all my heart still, right? I do. You are fantastic. Your behavior is not. We need to switch the behavior, learn from our mistake, fix it now, and go forward. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's what that conversation would look like. It's heavy, deep, and real with no excuses. Um, that's my answer for that one. Uh... Chris Chung is asking, hey, Reynolds, first of all, what's up, Chris Chung? I hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, this is my third year in a row teaching. Some of my students and I are struggle. I'm struggling to get them to do work in the past. How do I make a new start with them? Wait. It's the third year in a row teaching the same students. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so some of my students. I, I'm having this this year, too. I have, I have dudes that are coming back for the third time um, in ninth grade. I'm not really even sure how that's possible, but it's happening. <laughs> I think, Chris, look, you have to approach those kids like they're not like everyone else. So here's, here's how I roll with kids that even get left back. Because getting left back is always embarrassing. And if, man, if you have something three times in a row, bro, come on. Like, we have to have a heavy, deep, and real, right? This is what my friend Sarah calls it, is heavy, deep, and real. Um, that conversation usually looks like me running through my first day. I identify who's in the class that is already getting left back. And so I'll do the same thing this year, but I'll do a, a Zoom breakout. But usually I hold those kids back and I go, yo, you, you, and you, I need you to stay back. Or I'll walk around and put um, post-it notes on people's desks. Yo, if you got a post-it note, put on your desk during the period. I need you to hold back for a second. I just need you to speak with you. You're not in trouble, but I want to have a conversation with you. Um, then I get those dudes and I go, look, let's keep it real. You failed last year because you didn't do the work or because something got in your way and it was more powerful than you imagined, right? And sometimes that's something that's in your control. Sometimes it's something that's out of your control, right? Maybe you lost a friend. Maybe someone was in jail. Maybe you got in trouble with the law. Something happened, right? And now you, you are where you are. There's two ways to operate with this. One, you can complain about it and bitch and moan and say, I shouldn't be here. This is unfair, blah, 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 blah. It's not going to get you anywhere. Or you can actually do work. Here's what you need to know is that I am willing to do anything to help you find success. And I think you forget that sometimes because you, what you're looking at is my kindness and you're mistaking it for weakness. Or you're looking at the fact that I try to like, that I am like this with you right now and you feel some type of way, but you got to know that it is all love, that I only want you to succeed. Why the hell would I want you in the same class again, bro? I have all the same jokes every year. It makes it not even fun anymore because like now I know that you are, you're, you're going to be like, I heard this joke before, bro, because you were already in this class. So like, how can we figure out a way for you to do great this year? This is your homework assignment. Everyone else got something else. This is what you need to come with me tomorrow. I need a list of at least 10 things that we can do together to help you find success this year. And I don't care if that one thing is that you don't have breakfast every day, right? Tell me I need, maybe you had breakfast. Maybe mom made you breakfast, but you're still real hungry when you come in the class. Maybe you need a break every once in a while. Maybe you want to sit at my desk. Maybe you want to sit on the floor. Maybe you, I like go over things too fast or I talk too quickly because I know that I talk fast. You need to let me know what I can do, and I will ride for you so hard this year that it will be impossible for you to fail if you just show up and show me you're willing, right? Just get your ass here and show me you're willing and I'll do anything, right? Do you understand what I'm talking about? And don't just say, yeah, because I'm not here to, to play games with you, right? 
that sort of conversation for me, and look, you can do it with a smile on your face and stuff. I get serious when I do it. Um, plus, like I told you, I had dental work and, you know, it's, you know, it's real. Like, it hurts. Um, they, uh, that, I feel like when I have those kinds of conversations with kids, it's just something that students aren't used to, right? So I would say this is the last thing about that, Chris. I think students are so used to not having real conversations with adults unless that adult is trying to school them on something, is trying to teach them something, is trying to coach them through something, but like in a way that has the adult here and the kid here. What you need to do is be on the level of your students and treat them like real human beings, like they actually are people and not just like minions. And I'm not saying you do that, but like it does happen a lot. And if I remember growing up, it was like the adults that actually took the time that to, to listen, to care. Like my mom, I was just thinking about this, um, about my mom recently. And my mom passed when I was uh, just turned 22 years old. But there were times when like I would come home and like my mom and my friends would just be like my mom would like my friends would come over and just chill and like smoke cigarettes with my mom and like um and I think that's a poor parental decision probably, but like they would just sit around and the fact that like they even like my mom smoked cigarettes, she would let my friends smoke cigarettes because she wanted them to be who they were. Right. Well, I was going to say, she like, let people it wasn't smoke like cigarettes. she was she like, she didn't encourage us to smoke no. cigarettes. If she wasn't like, Hey, want a cigarette? Where she allowed you to have a cigarette but it was in front that of her. ability she did. She was awesome. to let you be who you are. And so when I have those moments with kids and I'm talking to them, um, other teachers get pissed off. But like if a kid comes in and they're like, Yo, Reynolds, I got to talk to you. My my life is just effed, right? I don't go, hey, can you watch your language real quick? I go, bro, you got to come talk to me about this, right? Like, use the language you need to use to express the person that you are and the feelings that you're feeling. Um, and then, like, if you say that in public or if you say it, like, in a place that's not, like, like our classroom, that's different. But it's about allowing kids to show up because I don't think any kid really wants to fail. I think most kids just don't have a reason to succeed. They just don't know what the hell to do with it or no one's ever done it before or I can't do this or I suck or like, you know, I'm in the third class again for the same damn time. Like, I must be stupid. And it's like assuring kids that they're not, but figuring out a way for them to scale and to win anyway. Um, what do you got? Chris is asking. Chris. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I was ahead of myself. Uh, can you click the thing so it goes up top? Uh, Chris Brocky? We're going to go with Brocky. That's a, I like that last name. It looks cool. Anyway, I don't know why I comment on people's names so much. Mm -hmm. um, hey, Mr. Reynolds, I'm a new teacher, and I have to move out of the country for my job. I like my school, but I'm really missing my friends and family. Do you have any advice on how to cope with that? So uh, I do, Chris. That's a, really, that's a really tough thing. When my wife and I, when I, the first time I ever taught... Um, I taught in Zambia and South Central Africa in a village that was the mid most middle of the nowhere that I've ever been in my life. It was like, uh, I felt like John Wick 3 when he was just walking through the desert and he shows up at that tent. That's kind of like what my life felt like there. And it was really difficult. Um, but I think, you know, when I'm in sit situations like that, I've gotten better at dealing with those things because I look for other people to connect with. Right, and I remember that I'm building stories, I'm building life experiences, and that this isn't probably going to last the rest the rest of my life. So we were only there for three months, but it felt like we were there for three years. And I'll say that the thing that made the biggest difference to me was a couple of things. One, it was sometimes um, connecting with our neighbors. We had these this Ruth, and I forget his name, that lived oh next God. door. 
Dude, they ch they changed our experience there. They did. They were they were so wonderful. Because we were like we were so young, and they were much older than us at the time. Yeah. I feel like it was like a surrogate mom, like yeah. and dad. Like, but the reason they thrived was they they made their, themselves a part of the community. They had people coming over. They had people yes. coming over for dinner. They would bake cakes and deliver them to people. They were they became a useful part of the community, not just. Like, so it wouldn't just be you in the classroom, but like, can you have people over for tea? Can you have people over for coffee or for a drink or for a meal or for some like, Dessert. if you're from America, like we had a night where we had kids over from my school for spaghetti and it was the worst spaghetti ever. It was like, at like the African corner stores version of what they thought spaghetti was, which was awful. And we didn't even have tomato sauce. Remember, I think they ate it with like garlic and butter or something like that. And the, even the butter was, butter? yeah, but even the, I felt like the butter was gnarly too. I don't remember. They loved it. So I think when dealing with that stuff, it's, um, it's finding a place to communicate how you're thinking and feeling, whether that's journaling, whether it's vlogging, whether that's, um, calling and, and talking to someone, Skyping with someone. Um, but you know, that, that's one thing. I think another part is really becoming a part of the community because look, Here's what brings people together. Right now, potentially, you are living somewhere where you're not having a lot of shared experience with people. And when you have shared experience, whether that's shared hardship or shared wins with someone, there is a connection with you forever, which is why people that go and do like outward bound together are linked for life. People that take care of like when my mom was, was sick and dying, um, my aunt and my uncle were like, my ride or die, especially my aunt, where it's like my ride or die, like in the middle of the night, if my mom had a seizure and I had to call someone, my aunt would drop everything and come right over. That built a, a closeness to us that even if I'm busy with life and I don't see my aunt for months, when I see her, the connection, the love is right there. You can build those connections with people that you're with now and that connection will be there for life. You can't force it, but you have to create opportunities for things to happen and for connection to begin. And that's the same thing with students. We clear space so that so that things can happen. We don't have to make everyone, like you don't have to make someone fall in love. Like if you wanna fall in love with someone, right? If you wanna marry someone, like you can show up the spaces where someone might be. You go to a party, you go to a bar, you go to a, you know, you go online and then swipe left or right or whatever the hell young people do these days, which makes me sound like an old dude. But like, <laughs> create opportunity for connection to happen and it will happen. That's my, that's my thought. Uh, dress to read. What a great name. Um, we can't have books in, oh man, you need to talk to James P. We can't have books <laughs> in our class. We can't have books in our classes. How do we monitor their phones? I felt bad when the assistant principal came into my class the other day and kids were on their phones to read, but she caught one not doing work. I would say this, look. Oh, they were on their phones to read. Yeah, so they were oh, like probably yeah. reading something yeah. on their phone and then they were up to something else. Yeah. What students I, actually read when you give them access to their phone? I, I'd be like, mm. I, I've done it before, right? So <laughs> like, oh yeah, Kev, I used to like Kev listen to audiobooks all the time. And it was that thing, like, I trust you until you give me a reason not yes. to trust you, right? Um, or some kids would read, like, certain, like, uh, manga on their phones or anime on their phones. Or somehow the same thing, but I don't really know the difference. Um, <laughs> or they would look at, like, uh, read an article on their phone or a blog, and I was fine with that. Um, I think it's more of a conversation with the student. I think, the, 
you know, remember this. Like, I, I'm trying to think of, of a way to, like, because I don't, I don't really care. Like, if a, if a teacher comes into my room, as long as we're not, like, doing something gnarly, like, like a kid doesn't say something real out of pocket. So, like, when we do, because of my hip-hop class, which I teach a class called The History of Hip-Hop, and every Friday we have ciphers. Every once in a while in a cipher, someone will say something that's just like, bro, like, yo, Cardi B, like, you got chill with that stuff. Um, it's, even if it's implied, even if it wasn't the word. So, like, if you heard, like, the, the um, I don't know what people are calling it. Is it the WAP song or is it, like, WAP, whatever. Wow. If you even listen to the censored version of that, bro, it's like, yo, you don't listen to that with your grandmom in the car. Like, that's some, like, on the low stuff. Um, kids would say stuff. And that would make me feel some type of way. But I, what I do is always follow up. There's, I think there's two things you can do here. One, just remember the fact that a lot of times the people that come in to coach you, just they weren't that good anyway. Like they didn't have everything on lock. Like they didn't, they didn't own everything. I've worked with tons of people. I remember once working with someone that was a higher up, and I'm not going to say which school it even was, um, but working with someone that was a hire from my school, no longer works there. I don't work with them at all. So no one's going to figure out who it is. Um, they had to teach a class. We were short a teacher and they had to teach something. And I remember going into the room one time, like it was in this enormous room and I was like working in the corner, which is where I hid every day and did my work. They had zero control over the class. I mean, to a laughable degree where it was like, what the hell is happening right now? So sometimes people front like they got stuff on lock, but they're full of crap, man. They don't have stuff on lock. Um, the second thing I would do is whenever that happens, so the people that I do trust, like my guy Witter you used to come in, he was the director of curriculum, uh, really trusted him, knew him for a long time, or everyone you know that's watched my channel for a while knows my buddy Cho. If she would come in and she'd be like, Reynolds, yo, what the hell was that? I would talk to them about it and say, look, this is a real problem I'm running into. Like, I'm trusting kids to be on their phones. I can't police their phones. There's no software that's gonna let me read their phones unless I'm freaking big brother. So like, what do you suggest I do? And, but like not in a nasty or sarcastic way, actually asking them. So it might be good to follow up and say, hey, I know you caught a kid the other day, like looking at something on their phone. Like, what would you, like you've been in the game for a while. What would you suggest I do without having to just walk around and look because kids all know that you're walking around and that you're looking and what you're looking for, like, cause they get all jumpy and stuff. Well, all um, it takes is a, is a quick Amazon order for like that screen. You can get a screen protector that nobody can look and see what's on your phone unless you're literally dead on in front of yeah. it. Like, so what if kids have that on their phone? I mean, there's all kinds of variables yeah. that you can't control and when they're on their the personal bottom, phone. I think the bottom line is you can, Shouldn't be Lead a horse to water. You cannot make it drink. I can make some lessons as engaging as possible, as crazy as possible, as wonderful as possible. Some kids just aren't going to do it, right? And they're going to be sneaky, so I don't even know that they're not doing it. Like, they're, they figure out a way to cheat. And it's not like it takes too much time and effort to figure out cheaters sometimes. Where it's like, you're not going to win in life. You're just not. You're not going to, like... You're not going to cheat on this assignment or get through the class or get through the, the year or get through high school and then still win because you never learned how to learn. Um, you're, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And I'm not saying those kids won't win in life at all, right? But I'm just saying they're not setting themselves up for success. I got through high school doing basically no work and it kicked me in my ass. When I got to community college, I didn't know how to learn. I didn't know how to take notes. I didn't know how to ask questions. I didn't know how to annotate anything. I, didn't, I couldn't read more than like two pages at a time without falling asleep. Like, 
I, I, I lost because of that. Like it took me longer to get through college because I didn't have the skills. So it's like, you know, I, I say do what you can do, but I would go and ask that individual that noticed it and like that and you're on offense. You're not worried about what they're thinking. You're going and asking them the question of how they would deal with it. Uh, my buddy, Summer Tate, is asking, teaching remote and I'm concerned about students who are not keeping up with their assignments. I have set daily and weekly goals, emailed reminders to students and families. What else can I do? Summer, I think that the, sometimes the best way for students to learn is to fail. And I think that it is to fail uh, hard. That if you are, it, it's kind of like kids are picking a fight with someone that they think they're going to win with and then they get, you know, knocked out. Um, I think, but, but when they fail, um, so I have two ideas here. When they fail, it's about having an honest conversation of how, why this happened and then what are we going to do to win now, right? So like if you are in a boxing match and you lose, hopefully if you have a good coach, they're not just going to tell you everything you did that was wrong. They're not just going to trash talk you and, and, and tell you you're nothing or you're a piece of crap or whatever. They're going to say, okay, we're going to watch the film. We're going to learn what we did wrong or what we did right. And then we're going to double down on the things we did right. And we're going to try and incrementally figure out what we did wrong to help you win. I don't think kids know how to win all the time. I think kids right now in the midst of all of this virtual learning are trying to figure out ways to not have to do work. And so if they lose, they lose. But it's about figuring out later or, or, or helping them to start to win when they want to win. Um, the other thing you could do, and I, I might have this on my website. If you go to realrapwithreynolds.com on the resources section, there is a weekly tracker. And sometimes I do this with kids where- That is not on there. It's not on there? A weekly tracker? Yeah. No. Summer, you can email me and I'll email you my tracker. But what it is is like, it's a form and you can make a digital form if you want, Like, but I can just give you like my, my PDF version. Um, it is something that I do every Friday that kids have to put on there like their name, what they liked this week, what didn't go well this week, how they felt about the week, but then it also forces them to look at their grade in the grade book, to put that grade in there and then to write down any assignments that they did not do. And then the kids that are not passing have to take that home and they have to get it signed and then the parents have to, they have to bring it back to their parents and this is for a grade. So that every week your parents are aware of where your grade is. So it's not just in PowerSchool or it's not just on Schoology or it's not just in, you know a reflection of Google Classroom, but it's actually like, here's my actual grade in your face right now with everything handed in. I have a 65. Um, and these are the three things that I didn't do this week. Then that lets parents know what's going on. And also it stops you from having to call 97 parents every Friday to let them know what the grade is. And I've had... Um, some real success with that. Um, if a kid is handing those in and they didn't really give them, if they're forging it or something like that, when we have parent conferences once a trimester, so we have trimesters at our school, once a trimester and they come in, I go, well, what do you mean you tried? You didn't know your child was failing. I have all these signed documents from you saying that like, you, you, you know, they brought this home and that brings the conversation home too. So it does end somewhere. The other thing I would do is communicate with your other teachers that are teaching that child see who's winning, like what classes are they doing well in, what classes are they not doing well in, and then have a conversation as a community to figure out an action plan for that student. Um, don't feel like you should be doing it yourself. You should be doing it with like your whole grade level team. Anyone that's involved with that kid um, should be involved with that conversation you're figuring out together. I think you're gonna have a lot of emails about that. 
uh, for the tracker, John? Yeah. That's fine. You have to sell. Put it on the website. Um, Anna, Lisa Green? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But Anna is asking, do you have your school email linked to your phone? I'm struggling keeping up with uh, online questions and in class and having a home life. Yeah, so uh, I do have it linked to my phone, but I don't have push notifications for email for for school. I only have push notifications, and I'm not even sure I pulled this off. For Real Rap with Reynolds, I get push notifications. Um, but then at night, um, I just don't even look at my phone. So like, the way that I do it is, when I get up early in the morning, I never look at my phone. Um, when I'm having coffee with my wife, my phone, I have the moon off on my iPhone because I want... Like if some an emergency happened or something like that, I wouldn't be able to, to know. But I just turn my phone over and I have the screen facing down. And then I never look at emails unless it's on school time, unless I want to, right? So if I feel like there's a particular parent I want to reach out to, there's something going on that, that's happening, I want to be able to reach out to that parent. That's fine because it's of my own volition, but I'm never having email happening to me because sometimes... Even those emails, you know, you'll get them and it's like in the in the subject line, somebody's flaming mad and you were like sitting there playing a game with your kids or watching a movie or having a glass of wine. You see that subject line, you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like you just know what awaits you and you don't want to have to deal with that. So that's, uh, that's how I deal with that. I, I only, I allocate my time in such a way that I only do things during that time. So school emails are happening right now. Our school is a 48 hour, which I think is professional, 48 hour return policy. One of the things you can do is set up an auto responder and let parents know, hey, thank you so much for anyone to get. Thank you so much for emailing me. Per our school policy, I have 48 hours to respond and I will give you my full time and attention when I can do that or, or whatever um, is a good way and that's what I would do. Um, NR is asking, second question. Uh, while it's been stressful, wait, what? Nothing, go ahead. While it's been stressful for many teachers, for many teachers, has the pandemic had a sort of positive impact on you as a teacher in the classroom, workload-wise, etc.? What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at my own jokes. I'm laughing at something. I'll share a joke with Edie later, later and she'll get it. Okay. Um, I am... This, we can only do a couple more because my face is starting yeah, to really and we're past. Um, for those of you that don't, I had dental surgery the other day, and so my face is like all, like I have like this line, and my face is all puffy right here, and it's starting to hurt. Um, I would say, yes. I really like all the extra time that I've had with my family. I think that this year is going to allow me, although it's stressing me out already because I start tomorrow, it's going to allow me to um, get through a lot of stuff faster uh, in, with regards to, to curriculum and, and content, um, because I'm going to trim the fat. Like I don't plan on reading like, and I don't know who's reading, watching this right now, but like, I don't plan on reading whole books. Like, like, um, cause my boys just don't read on their own. They just don't do it. And as much as I want to push and I want to try and I want to coerce them and try and get them to read Lord of the Flies on their own, there's a lot of flowery language in there and flowery language loses my students. Um, so if they've never read a book in their whole life, what I want to do is try and get them closer and closer and closer to that goal. And so for me, it's like chunking things up this year. It's using secondary texts. It's using videos interspersed with things so that they are, so that we're trying to make it as interesting as possible. Um, and I, but I think like the 
focus that I've been able to give on quarantine to new ideas, to new to new ways of thinking and doing stuff has been great. And without a doubt, <clears throat> it has been the extra time with my family and with my kids that has been like undeniable and just the most magical thing that I ever like that like in, in the time of, of such great need, like is been just so wonderful. Um, I really honestly uh, have no idea what my dog's going to do when we all end up going back to work in school at some point. Like he's going to need to go on depression medication. Yes. Like we're <laughs> home all like he's by me all. He's like living right here next to me. And when I get up, after this, I will walk in the other room and he will follow me there and do whatever I do and up and down the stairs and, and in the backyard and me. turn on. Yeah. So it's, uh, that has been something that I've loved. Um, and it's, and it's, it's helped me trim the fat with a lot of things with friends and, and, and a lot of other things that were like time sucks that I didn't want to give my time to. I'm trying to be very, very intentional about my time this year. Um, do you have one more? Um, yeah, well, oh gosh, I'm really sorry. We're going to skip and go to that person. Uh, question. This is Chris Carson's daughter. <laughs> That's how we're going to jump her Um, how would you handle working and going back to school yourself? How would you handle working and going back to school yourself? So if you're working full time and you have to go back to school as well, like, I guess if she's a teacher yeah. But she's also going back to school. Like, how do you handle that balance? All right. So right now, I, Chris Carson's daughter. Uh, she has a name. It's not Chris Carson's daughter. What's, it's Heather. Heather, <laughs> a.k.a. Chris Carson's daughter. Um, Heather, I would say, let me just say first how much I love that Heather is even on here. Yeah. I hope her she and her dad are, I hope she and her dad are, like, sitting together watching this. It would be fantastic. Um, I, so right now, I am... Uh, let me give you like, he's not, most people know like what my actual life looks like. Um, I run real rap with Reynolds. I am working with several companies right now. So like that are very, very time sensitive. So I'm like working with Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. I just did a deal with Verizon that I'm working with. I have a deal with Adobe coming up that I'm working with. Like, uh, and I'm not just trying to like shout this out, right. But like, just to have an idea of like what my life looks like. Um, doing I have two kids, one with, uh, a lot of special needs that I need to do a lot of stuff with. Um, I'm doing a leadership program through my church, uh, that is like a graduate level class that I'm, that I'm working on that I have assignments every week and I have a meeting every week, for like a class every week with them and stuff. Um, plus I'm teaching online and I've never done that really before. Like I did it last year, but that was like, let's get this, this broken ship to the shore and land it and then like pass out on the beach and now this year i'm actually supposed to like produce results and in the midst of all that there's just like regular life stuff like things need to be fixed around my house like i have to figure out how to hook up my freaking dishwasher and like all this other stuff i have to do i find that what i do is i this year is about purging for me it's really looking at the things in my life that are we all know that there are people in your life that take up your time, that take up your energy, that take up your, your attention, your, your, your whatever, because they want to call, they want to text, they want to hang, they want to do stuff. For me right now, it's about telling those folks, look, and I used to do this in college. When I used to go back to college at the end of August, I would tell my friends, all right, look, I'll see you in December. I'll see you at Christmas break because I can't, I, I can't do all these things. Like I can't hang and go out and party and do whatever you guys are doing at the same time as really trying to work on this. It is about getting very clear on what you want your outcome to be. It's about getting very clear on what you want to be good at and then pushing 
everything else out of there. And then really looking at your schedule, right? You have 24 hours in a day, just like everyone else, and allocating that time and managing that time in such a way that you were going to win with it. And so um, we like, th that's the reason that I get up, especially during school years, like so early in the morning and I exercise and I meditate and I read because I know that if I wait till later, it's not going to happen. I know that I plan in time to actually hang with my kids. I take breaks every, I try to, this is really hard for me. I try and work 50 minutes at a time and then take a 10 minute break, um, which I, a lot of times I don't do because I get, you know, you get in that flow state and then you just don't want to stop. Um, my meals come at certain times so that I'm like making sure that I am actually, I'm not starving to death. And then I'm like, ah, screw it. Just eat a cheesesteak. It's like, nope, I am eating like eggs and kimchi or doing a smoothie or eating a salad. Or now I'm going to start drinking this protein crap. Like, um, it's those things are locked in because what I want to do is be as regimented as possible. Cause as Jocko Willing says, uh, discipline equals freedom. Meaning like when you are that disciplined, when you have all these things, it seems like your life is like locked in and it's boring because there's no room for spontaneity. But in reality, what you're doing is removing the, the option for other choices. I don't wake up in the morning and wonder if I'm going to run or bike or exercise or meditate or pray because it's already set up because that's already what I do. The, the clothes are out when I'm going to exercise. The couch is ready for when I'm going to sit down and meditate. The headphones are already there. I don't have to find them. I don't have to wonder if the Bluetooth ones are charged. I don't have to pull up the, the app on my phone. It's already ready. It's having those things in such a way that um, I really, really maximize my time, especially during the school year. In the summer, I'm way more lax. I've been sleeping until 9 o'clock since June, right? I, do, I haven't slept till 9 o'clock in forever but I've been spending a lot more time later at night with my family and then sleeping earlier during the day or later into the day and doing stuff like that. <clears throat> so that's how I do it. Um, listen, there's a lot of other great questions on here. Um, but because I also, because I had dental surgery, I really want to stop, uh, talking right now. And, um, I go back to school tomorrow. So I'm trying to maximize that time too. Listen, gang, if you need help, please show up next week, 1 PM Eastern standard time. I really hope that your week is the greatest week ever. And if you know anyone that needs any help, please bring them along with you. Uh, or if you, you know, know someone in college or your professor, or you just think that they should watch this, uh, this is a great place to get connected. Um, and that's it, gang. I love you, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. Yeah, I said I love you, because I do.